Today, we're going to be in the book of James, not to be confused with Apostle James, it's a different James, but I think I want to start with a video. You guys okay with the video? Let's roll that eight track. Bring it up, bring it up. Bring that volume up. Thank you. Okay, sit in that chair. All right, here's the deal. Marshmallow, for you. You can either wait, and I'll give you another one if you wait, or you can eat it now. When I come back, I'll give you two, another one, so then you'll have two. But stay in here and stay in the chair till I come back, okay? okay. All right. I'm gonna go do something and then I'll come back. It smells yummy. Uh, it smells really So it's up to you. You can have it now or you can wait. Okay? I'll be back. Stay in the chair, okay? Okay. So I'm going to leave and then I'll come back, okay? So you can either eat it right now or you can wait. Either way, okay? Okay. How'd you do? Did you do good? You did? Yeah. You wanted to eat it, didn't you? Yeah. So did I tell you to give you another one? Okay, now you can have both. You need them. <laughs> so I think that study, I think the kids were left in there, uh, I think five minutes apiece. Um, I saw this video and I was like, man, I wonder if we could do that with Max and film it. And 14 bags of marshmallows later, we gave up. So. <laughs> so, five minutes 
kind of feels like, uh, I guess when you're a kid, five minutes kind of feels like an eternity, right? Kind of feels like forever. They got that little sweet, uh, little marshmallow in front of them and uh, just, you know, it's just tempting them. And it goes back to, this is a patience test is what it is. What it is. Are you going to give in to, uh, give in to uh, your desires right away or are you going to hold back and promise of something better later? Now, as adults, we can all kind of relate to that. Waiting is tough. Um, kids have no real perception of time, but even us as adults, we can, uh, we can be really impatient when we're waiting on, I don't know, maybe our wives to get ready or, waiting for, or, or, or our wives waiting for us to wash the dishes. Seems like it'll never happen, right? Okay, I had to redeem myself. But when we get older, it, it seems to get a little bit easier to be patient, but we still have these things in our life that, that brings about that when's it going to come, when's it going to happen. You know, we have, uh, you know, when you're early in your career, you're ready for that next promotion. When you have to have surgery, it seems like the time is ticking really, really slow. And you're just thinking about it and dreading it and what's going to happen. Some of us are ready for our kids to get out of the house, and that's taking a long time, too. <laughs> uh, others may be waiting for the preacher to finish the message so we can go have lunch. I get it. It's okay. Turn to James chapter 5, verses 7 through 8. Turn to James chapter 5. And James 5... It says, be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield a valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and the spring rains. And you too, be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. Okay, so I want to take a little bit of a side, uh, a side note here and talk about James. James is very, very important. Now, there's two different Jameses, and they're both important. There's the Apostle James, but then there's this James, the James that we're talking about here. This James is the half-brother of Jesus. James also wasn't a follower of Jesus' ministry when he was here on earth, when he was bringing up his apostles. As a matter of fact, in Matthew, you'll see James quoting that Jesus is out of his mind. Okay? Finally, he became a believer, but it he didn't happen until after he saw Jesus walking among them after the crucifixion. Now, the book of James is overflowing with wisdom. And as a matter of fact, uh, I wanted, to, I wanted to, to, to type these up for you. Now, this Sunday, I have sermon notes like I have every Sunday. All right, but on the back of the sermon notes, and, and I'll tell you why this is important, I actually have the book of James and a highlight of each, of each of the chapters and the relevance that it has. Now, why am I spending time with James this morning? If you're a new believer or if you want to get rejuvenated, the first book of the Bible that you want to read is going to be the book of John. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Okay? 
The second book of the Bible that I want to encourage you to read is the book of James. Now, the book of James has immense wisdom. We're going to talk about that a little bit more. When you grab the notes today, uh, an overview of the book of James is on one page, and it'll help you understand that. Now, a few highlights of the book of James. It covers the things that we're going to talk about today. One is it, teach, it teaches patience in suffering. And the other thing that it teaches is a prayer of faith. And that's what we're going to talk about this morning, is patience and prayer of faith. Now, there's some other areas that it talks about. It's very, very important. Uh, I would encourage you, if you haven't read it in a while, go check out the book of James. It is filled, filled with stuff that you really, you really will find encouraging. Okay? Amen. Now, if we go forward a few chapters in James or a few verses, rather, in James. James 5, chapters 13 through 16. It says, Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call to the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Now, I don't have this in my notes, but I want to talk about that for just a minute. As your pastor... You do not need to confess your sins to me. I am just a man. As your pastor, you don't need me to pray for you. I am just a man. I am here for you, and I want and desire to pray with you. But the, the, the law, the scripture, even in grace, it doesn't say that any man can free or save or or heal another man, that is reserved for God and Jesus Christ. Amen? So you do not have to confess your sins to me. When it says confess your sins one to another, that means the people that we're building relationships with, the people that we know, love, and trust, we share, we share, we confess to them. If you're comfortable doing so, that's why it's important building relationships. You find people in your life that you can have a real relationship that won't judge you for the things that you do, but will lift you up and encourage you. Now, the real friends are the friends that will turn around and say, you shouldn't do that, or let me help you not do that, or take your calls at 3 o'clock in the morning when you're about to go do something you shouldn't do. Uh, I'm here for you, brother. Not the person that's going to go to their neighbor and say, who did so-and-so do? That's gossip. But the person that you know, love, and trust enough to talk about your innermost things with, those are the people that you want to surround yourself. But as far as getting your prayers to heaven, you don't need me and you don't need anyone. Your relationship, your personal relationship is between you and God. Now, what does a pastor's role do? What does the elders in the church do? They are there with you. They pray with you. And when the Bible says, when two or more are gathered, there I am also. When we come together and when we pray together, miraculous things start to happen. Okay? So 
That's another story for another time. But if we're being completely honest, and we're going back and looking at that, it says, you know, if, um, uh, is anyone among you troubled? Let them pray, right? If anyone is, uh, if anyone is sick, let them, let them call the elders of the church. Uh, pray with them, right? With our relationships. We pray with one another. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. Let's be honest. If we were being completely honest, it's really, really hard to be patient when we're not feeling good. And it's really hard to be patient when we're going through things. And it's almost unbearable. I would even call the most difficult place to be is in God's waiting room. God's waiting room is when you're in a hurry for something, but God is not. God, I need this right now. Nothing. God, I'm hurting. I need you to take this pain away. Nothing. I want to talk about those not right nows. I want to talk about God's waiting room this morning. Now, the biggest thing, we're in, uh, we're in Eastern time, EST, Eastern, no, Eastern Daylight, Eastern Standard Time. The biggest thing to remember is GST is not always MRT. God's standard time is not always my running time. Okay? God's timing is much different than our timing, and it's done with purpose and it's done with design. What we want to remember is God is not a vending machine where we, where we pop in our prayers and we pull a lever and out comes a result. He wouldn't be a mighty God if that were the case. Because sometimes when we're in a hurry for something, or sometimes when we're struggling with patience, there's something else that we need that we may not know to ask. Okay, so I just want to break these down in three very quick points because we will, we will have communion together. But let's break this down, the elements or why we're in God's waiting room. One, your goal versus your character. While we work on our goal, our dream, our project, while we're concentrating on getting parts of us fixed or going to the doctor, while we're working on those pieces of us, uh, God is working on our character. God is, you cannot bring, bring your accomplishments to heaven, but you can bring your character. So, one being your goal versus your character. The things that you might want, the things that you might desire, aren't coming to fruition as fast as you want to because there could be an opportunity for character building. I'll tell you one thing that you should never pray for. You should Delay is not denial. They are by design. Delay is not a denial. These are by design. There's a big difference between no and not yet. Look at our children. Look at our grandchildren. When, when they ask for something, the youngest of us, maybe even the some of us, Hunter, uh, ripped it out of the grasp of his hand. There's a big difference between no and not yet. It's simple. Sometimes it's as simple as we're not ready to receive what God has to give us. Sometimes, not every case, but we have to be ready. We have to be Prepared. Now, we see this show of hands 
Who wants to win the lottery tonight? Other people. How come so-and-so is doing so good and I'm struggling? How come this person is in good health and he eats cheeseburgers all day and I'm eating salads and, I'm, and I'm, I have diabetes? You know, you know, even getting mad at God can be a consequence or a side effect of the lack of patience. We have to remember before he began his earthly ministry. So not only does Scripture tell us to be patient, tell us that we can wait on the Lord and he will not let us down, we also see examples of that throughout time. Who knows about Job? That was kind of a big deal too, right? While we're waiting, it's easy to think that we're fighting these battles alone. This is simply holds that we've put up. The things that we're struggling with, the things that we're dealing with, the hurting that we might have. Your name, Bob, is written on our Father's hand. How many of you met somebody or did something or, or something came up and it was so important that you didn't want to forget it? You took a pen out and you wrote... could, but I couldn't imagine losing a family member so close. same goes for the juice that is a token as we remember the blood shed for Jesus that he poured out for us take this this morning and remember his